0: All right. There should be Bibles on, on the chairs around you. And I would say, if you, don't, if you don't own your own Bible, take one of those. All right? Take it home with you. And uh, write your name in it. And then start reading it every day. Amen. You're welcome to, uh, to take that. And Lord bless you. You know, they were singing about the, the Word of God and how special it is. Just all that it is to the soul of each and every one of us. And so we get all of our faith and practice out of the Word of God. So we're going to talk about some of that today. If you'll take your Bibles, it may take you a second to find it. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. You know, there's a lot of people to thank just for this opening that's helped. We've got... I think about people, Christian workers, fellow helpers, fellow workers, soldiers, all these come into, to, to uh, they just fit for all of you who were here to help prepare for this day. And then all that's going to take place from here on out. I can't say thank you enough. As we read these verses, think about the name of our church and why we chose Cornerstone Baptist Church to be the the name that we're going to be known as. This is the local assembly of the saints. Let's stand together as we read the Word of God. And I would like to do this responsively. I'll read the first verse, and then you can read the second verse with me, and we'll alternate. 1 Peter chapter 2, and it says in verse 1 wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, an holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumbled at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. So the title is, Jesus Christ, the Chief Cornerstone. And let's pray together. Father, we ask that thou bless this short message as we open up this uh, a series of church services to come and lord willing we'll meet until you come from heaven to receive us unto thyself but as we have church today i pray that you would help us all to have an understanding of jesus and him being the stone and we'll rest upon him you will have an understanding so that we might live according to thy will and we pray this in jesus blessed name Amen. amen you may be seated the cornerstone, you know, in building, if you're building anything, the first stone always sets the tone for the whole building. If you get the first, you know, especially in the days before they poured concrete, if you got the first stone out of straightness and not square or not solid, you're going to have some problems in your building. We just know that. You know, if you've ever tried to frame up a building, And you get that first wall crooked. You're in trouble. I I would imagine it's hard to remedy if you start out wrong. And it's fitting that we begin our service uh, with this understanding about Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. And so we will set this tone. This will set the tone for everything that we do from here on out. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is the cornerstone. And we just read it. Laid by God Himself. And what's He building? A lot of things. We're going to talk about this in just a minute. One of our key verses, it's on our brochure, is 1 Corinthians 3.11. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He's the rock. You know, Jesus is the rock. He's the rock. His work is perfect. All of His ways are judgment. Right? A God of truth without iniquity. Just and right is He. All eternal things are built on Jesus Christ. All eternal things. All things worth having in this life ought to be built on Jesus Christ. A nation, like I was saying earlier, ought to be... We started out right. Somebody got off the foundation. That's what's happened. A church... Needs to be built upon Jesus Christ. A family needs to be built upon Jesus Christ. Every individual, your life, ought to be built on Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Christ is the stone cut out without hands. God cut this stone. It's the perfect, polished, chief stone. He said it was a precious stone. It's a tried stone. It's a sure foundation. It's the headstone of the corner the chief cornerstone. You know, when God built the nation of Israel, it says He built it on the rock. Deuteronomy 32. Built Israel upon a rock. That rock is Jesus Christ. He is the solid rock. He's the rock which the church is built upon. You know, the Bible calls it the church of the one body. All those born from above. Jesus is the rock. Jesus made this amazing statement which we've all heard in Matthew 16. He said to Peter, Behold Peter, thou art Peter, but upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, Peter, you're a rock. You're Petros in the Greek. You're a little rock, Peter. You're solid, but I'm the rock, Petra. Jesus says, I will build my church on myself and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, you see churches crumbling all around the land. I've been looking. But the true church, those that are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, those that are born of the Spirit, those that belong to the church of the one body, the invisible church, the gates of hell can't prevail. Still strong as ever. All the way until Jesus comes. And if we would have that mentality, the enemy would get out of our way rather than us hiding out and hiding under the tables and hiding out. We're we're always so worried about the enemy getting the best of us. Why don't we give him a little of his own medicine? Because Jesus said, the church should prevail against the gates of hell. Jesus is the rock that the family is surely built on. It's a sure house, the Bible says. Psalm 127, one said, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. You can try to have a great family and build you a house. But if you don't have God build that for you, you're laboring in vain. But if God builds it, it's on the foundation of Christ. And it's going to last. Verse 3 says children are an inheritance of the Lord. This is talking about the family. And the fruit of the womb is His reward. So think about this. A man who gets his house built by wisdom upon the Word of God, which is Jesus Christ, is guaranteed success as a family in this world. Because Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He's the rock that every individual, all of us, must choose to build our life upon. Right? Jesus said... In Matthew 7, 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, the word of God, and do it then, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And the the rains descended and the floods came and beat. The Bible says the winds blew upon that house. I mean, hurricane force winds and tornadoes can't take the house down that's built on the rock of Jesus Christ. And it said it was founded upon Him. This is your life. Jesus said the wisest person on earth will just get on the foundation of Christ and live on that foundation. Because if you do, you're you're not going to fall. You You get off of Him. The Bible says everything else is sinking sand. So Jesus is the cornerstone. When one sets forth the building process, the cornerstone becomes of utmost importance. Why? It's the beginning. It's the founding. It's the start. It sets the tone for everything. It's If you set it right and you set it straight, it's going to stand the test of time. And it's going to prove itself. Amen. Remember when the uh, rulers of Israel rejected Jesus Christ. They didn't want Him. They knew who He was. And the Bible said they rejected Him. And Jesus made this statement, Matthew 21, 42. You know, the stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. And this is the Lord's doings. And it's marvelous in our eyes. You chose another way, is what He's telling men of Israel. You know, Israel today still doesn't believe that Jesus is their Messiah. They still don't believe it. They have rejected. But God says, I made him the head cornerstone. God laid him. And it's sure and it's marvelous in our eyes. You know, the average man, they don't want Jesus as the foundation of their life. They want to build it on something else. They want to build it on an ideal or an idea that they have or a philosophy or a family tradition. They don't want it to be built upon Jesus Christ. And what I mean by that, the cornerstone, the foundational stone of your life. What do I set my life upon? What do I rest upon? What do I build upon? It ought to be Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. Disallowed indeed, he said. We read it. Men, disallowed indeed of men. Wasn't their choice? So strange to me. How could someone refuse the Lord Jesus Christ? But we see people doing it all the time. Put aside. You know, you ever, you ever gone to a a store and you buy something and then you look and you later and you go well this was a second actually this was a third or fourth. this thing is inferior that's how people look at Christ they think they have something better than him and that he's a second put to the side that's why it says in Isaiah 53.3 he's despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief how sad but think about this. We just read this in 1 Peter 2.6. Behold, I lay in Zion. God laid the foundation of Jesus Christ. In Zion itself. That means in heaven and on earth it's been laid and all other ground is sinking sand around it and it says it is marvelous in our eyes. Everything people build their life upon, if they don't build it on Jesus Christ, it will disintegrate. It will come to crumbling down. Later on, ask the generations before us, those that have come and gone, if we could ask them, all that you built, all your life. Did you get to take it with you to heaven? Did it go into eternity with you? Was it built on a sure foundation of Christ? Sadly for most, it would not. For other foundation can no man lay. Than that which is laid. You can build on Jesus Christ. You can build on the sure foundation. You can last. So let me say a few things here about this cornerstone. And we'll let the Bible say it all. Jesus is the cornerstone. All right. So, first of all, it says he's the precious cornerstone. Precious. It speaks of value. Value. I mean, weighty. Of great value. Not only of great value, invaluable. There is no value to it. It's too precious to even be put on. You can't put a price on Christ. You remember when Jesus was uh, rejected and sold for 30 pieces of silver by Judas Iscariot. What they say? They prized Him at that price. That's what they thought Jesus was worth. 30 pieces of silver. God says you can't put a price on Jesus Christ. He's worth more than all the wealth of the universe. And He's prized by those who rest on Him and then build on Him. He's cherished by those who live their life upon Him. He's the choice of all the saved. Those who personally chose Jesus Christ as their own Lord and Savior. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ. So first of all, He's the precious stone. Secondly, He's the tried stone. We read it. He's a tried stone. What does this mean? It speaks of being proven. He's proven to be true. He's proven that He works. Jesus Christ has been put to the test throughout history. Pressure treated. Weight treated. Every type of treatment known to man. Jesus has Proven himself to be durable, stable, immutable, never changes. You know, think about this. Think about all the sinners who've come to that foundational stone of Christ. Some that are not see themselves maybe as such a great sinner. Some of the greatest sinners that ever lived came to Christ and Jesus. Saved every one of them and turned their life around, and they built their life on the rock of Jesus Christ. And you know what? He handled every case. Every case. You know, proven. Tried. He's gone through the courtrooms of life, and everybody's thrown their ideas on Jesus Christ, but he's the solid rock, proven. He's weathered all the tests. Fully investigated, put on trial. Jesus has handled every case, tried and true. You know, Jesus is the genuine article. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one else. I am the very way. So first of all, he's the precious stone. Secondly, he's the tried stone. And then he calls himself the headstone of the corner. The headstone of the corner. In Matthew 21, 42, he said, God made me the headstone. Now this is interesting. This is the stone that you seize upon. And you hold on to it. And you don't let go. That's what it means. He's the one stone that you attach yourself to. And you never let go. That means when the winds of life blow on you, or the storms of life come, or the the drifting tries to happen, you're anchored. He's he's an anchor of the soul, steadfast and sure. You've got a grip on Jesus Christ and you started your life on Him. You know, Some people don't really start their life until they're middle-aged because they didn't know that I could come to Jesus and build my life on Him as the chief cornerstone. Jesus is the most important part of your life. I want you to think about this. He's the headstone. You ever spend... uh, you take your own home there's probably a place you spend most of your time in that home you spend most of your time there that ought to be jesus in your life spend most of your time on that part of your life right there because he's the head stone from which all decisions are made in the directions of the body you know think about this he is more he ought to be more precious more tried and true and you ought to be grabbing a hold of Him and holding to Him more than your own family, your own health, and your own wealth. Really. If you'll hold on to Christ, He'll take care of all these others. He's the head from which all decisions are made in the direction of the building. Colossians 1.18 said, He's the head of the body, which is the church. So, Jesus is the precious stone He's the tried stone. He's the headstone of the corner. And then he's the chief cornerstone as we read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. This means that he's not only the foundation of your life, but he's also the top. This is amazing. You know, if you're in a building process and you finish your building, the last thing you do, the finishing touch, that's what brings the most joy. I've completed the work. I'm moving in. Then you don't like your house after that and want to do We know how that goes. But in the building process, think about this. That's your life. Jesus finishes it off. He started it all. He finishes it off. He makes everything perfect and complete. He's the capstone of our life. That's why Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I began it all. And I'll end it all. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last. I'm the head. You remember when Satan took Jesus up? He was trying to tempt him. I always find this so fascinating. He took Jesus up to the the pinnacle of the temple, it says. The corner top of the temple. And, And had him look around. And what did he tell him to do? Jump off. He said, why don't you jump off? And we'll watch the angels of God come down and save you from hitting the ground. Because God said, I gave my angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, lest thou bear thy, uh, bash thy foot against a stone. We know that. He was tempting Jesus to tempt God the Father. Jesus was standing on Himself. He was on the cor- the capstone. He was standing on the chief cornerstone, looking out over Jerusalem, being tempted to jump off. What I need to jump off of myself is basically what Jesus is saying. You know, it'd be one of those extended sections where, you know, when you see uh, iconic buildings, you usually see that what's at the top, it sticks out, it's the capstone. Like a pyramid almost. That final stone that goes on. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. He's the foundational stone. You know, the Bible says He's a sure foundation. Is there such a thing as a foundation in this world that doesn't crack? You can try everything you want. It's going to end up cracking. Some are better than others. Jesus is a sure foundation. Never moves, never cracks. He said, I'm always the same. I'll never fail thee. And He's the church's one foundation. And then He's the capstone to finish it all. So Jesus finishes our life just as He began our life. And He directs us as we build it. As we go up. So as we read, while some are stumbling over this stone, you know, somebody walking along and they trip over this stone. It's Jesus Christ. And it hurts them. And they get offended about it. They stub their toe. They hurt their knee. They get upset. Well, while they're doing that, other people come up to that stone and say, this looks like I can build on this one. I'm going to build my life on this stone. And so they set up upon Jesus Christ and His Word, which He is the living Word, and build. And they build this beautiful edifice of a life. And it was all built on Jesus Christ. You know, people, think about this for a minute. Just ask yourself this question. You know, what really is my life built on? What is the foundation of my life? Look under your feet down there. What are you standing on? Spiritually speaking. what are you? What's under your feet right now? Are you on Jesus Christ? Are you standing on the solid rock like we just were saying? Oh, oh you may be standing in quicksand. Starting to sink. The ground shakes a little bit. A little trouble comes in. But when you're on Christ, no matter what the trouble hits, you're still firm. You may get shaken a little bit, but you will stay firm in Jesus Christ. You know, somebody who doesn't know, they don't have Bible salvation. They don't know the truths of the Bible. Even the things, the basic things like we're reading today. They're still basing it on how they see life ought to be. Not letting Jesus be the foundation. So God said, he that believeth on His Son, Jesus Christ, shall not be confounded. Shall not be ashamed. Shall not be confused. even said in Isaiah 28, you believe on Him, you'll not make haste. You will be certain. You will be settled. Oh, I'm, what I'm trying to do today is get you to realize how precious Jesus really is. And value Him. and realize his effect on us he's a prized prized thing he's not you know the bible talks about in the parables of the sower some people believe on jesus but they just put him over there with everything else in their life and he grow and what it grows up with a bunch of weeds and thorns and thistles and nothing happens why they didn't value him they didn't get the soil their heart right and get the dirt Uh, rich so that christ could grow something phenomenal in them in their heart they stuck it in there with all their other philosophies and ideas and wants and hopes and dreams and said i'll just make this one little small part build your life on jesus christ do you realize how proven he is he saved all the saints from the from the annals of history and he saved them all and he will save you too and he will not fail you. And the Bible said, He that cometh to me, I will not in no wise cast them out. So I ask you, will you seize upon him today as the headstone and grab a hold of that stone, Jesus Christ, and then build your life upon him and not let go? I ask you, please, truly consider your life today. But as we as are we, uh, about to finish up, let me say a few last things. You know, when you consider the church... The Bible says Christ is the head of the church. As the head of the church, He's at the top. He dictates everything that happens. But He's also the headstone of the corner. He's at our at the bottom of our feet, which is the sure foundation that we rest upon. And He lies, uh, now the Bible says, He's the sure foundation. And then on Him it says, in Ephesians 2 lies the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Where all the Bible came from, holy men of God wrote it. We are standing on their teachings, knowing that it's true. As we sit on the firm, or we stand, don't sit, on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. And so he is this, I want to show you something. If you still have your Bible open, you may not, but turn back over to 1 Peter 2. Because this is important. This needs to be stressed and then we will be finished up. So God is building a temple to dwell in. Everything God does with men, He wants to dwell among them. And in heaven it says, we'll dwell, He'll dwell among us forever and ever and ever. So what's an amazing thing. Well, the church is a microcosm, a little miniature type of that. He's dwelling amongst His people. So we're in 1 Peter chapter 2. I just want you to see this. And look at verse 4. 1 Peter 2, 4, To whom coming, as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You see that? When you come to Jesus Christ to stand on that stone, you're not coming on some dead rock, some big hunk of granite, which I love granite. No! He's a living stone. He's alive. That's what He's saying. You're coming to a living stone. God's not interested in building some cathedral, just some building or a castle or a mansion. No, He's interested in the life within it. The church is never the building, never has been, never will be. The church is the people. The living stones. So let's move on. Look what it says in verse 5. So if you're coming to a living stone, which is Jesus Christ, ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood. There it is. We are because Jesus is the living stone, we are lively stones. Boy, I see it all the time in church. The people are people a church that is alive and vibrant and people are moving and serving God. They're alive. And God's building a Word. It's not the church. Everybody would love to have a great church building someday. But it's the people within it. You're coming to a living stone. And how alive that stone is. You know, the Bible says in Acts 3.15, He's the Prince of Life. Jesus is the very Prince of Life. You're coming to Him. If you get on Him, this is what you get. He's the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6 tells us. In Hebrews 10, 20, He said, I am a new and a living way. Get on me and find out what you've not had your whole life. What you need to have now and then for all eternity though. And then He says in John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amazing thing. So upon that living stone, God is building up a spiritual house house so we have these living stones running around you know we're little stones too and god is building his house out of these stones and let me finish by saying it's it's a temple of life god is all about life eternal life spiritual life and then heavenly life to come all of us you think about this. When you come to Jesus Christ, you get on the cornerstone of Christ and build your life on Him. You have become a part of something so grand, something so big. None of us deserve it. We have actually become part of the kingdom of God. We're one of His subjects. The Bible says He'll make us joint heirs with Christ, though. We will be kings and priests unto Him as we live and dwell upon this Rock of Jesus Christ. It's so big. The Bible calls it the household of God. Man, you know, your own household. That's you. You don't let outsiders in your household. That's my household. Well, God says, I'll let you in mine come to Christ. You become one of us. Then you will build upon you and we'll have this perfect fit in God's house. You know, it's a perfect fit. All the furnishings, the finishings, the finished work, everything fits perfect. And each and every one of us has a part in that. The, the body of Christ is not complete, and the temple of, God, of Christ is not complete until the last soul saved. We know this. So we all have this perfect spot. You know, we are built together as a habitation of God. Open that door and let that chicken come in here and get saved. One, I've been watching that thing walk around all day. He ran away. He ran from us. He must have heard me. He was thinking about it. We're building together for a habitation of God in the Spirit. He's building us up so He can dwell in us. And now, now listen, we're already saved if you're born. If you are a member of the body of Christ and you've been saved by the blood of Christ, He already dwells within you. The Bible says our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And Christ dwelleth in us. You have it already. But then within the church, same thing. God is building this amazing work with saved people. Building the kingdom of God. And every person has a spot and a perfect fit in that kingdom. We're the church of the one body. We're the lively Stones with the spiritual head, Jesus Christ. And then one day we're going to dwell in heaven. The Bible calls it the New Jerusalem. We're going to dwell in heaven with Him forever and ever. And the Bible calls it His habitation. Who's He living with? All of us. Not only will He be living with us, He'll be living and dwelling inside of us. Because we're all alive in Christ. And He dwells within us. So the local church picture of the heavenly church amazing let's just conclude set the cornerstone on your life and then inscribe it i remember when my son and daughter-in-law built them a little house they tried they had the foundation set they tried to inscribe it they tried to put a date on there when it was built in the foundation didn't get it deep enough though did you can you see it still they put their handprints on there they tried to inscribe it this is our house we're building our house right here we're going to build our life right here. Why don't you set the cornerstone of Jesus Christ and inscribe it and say, This is where I'm setting my life right now. Yeah. Amen. And then <clears throat> let Him live in you and through you and become a habitation of God. Find your place in a church, whichever one the Lord has, a good church. And find your place. You say, hey, a place to call home. That's what we hope for. Set the cornerstone and serve God in the local church and be a lively stone. And then realize, my true place is in heaven. It's where I really belong. Right? We're just living here and dwelling as uh, sojourners. We're going to heaven someday where my real home is where Jesus laid 12 foundations up there. And we're going to live and dwell in that one that God made forever and ever and ever as a temple unto the Lord. I would say, prepare for that. Live for that. That's the whole reason to be on this earth is to live for the next world anyway. God's foundation is set, is settled. Forever thy word is settled, O Lord, in heaven. Settle it all in your heart and see what God does in your life. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. God laid it we get on it on